Well, hello and welcome back to another podcast here in Desert Foothills with uh, Pastor Jeremy and myself and Pastor Mark. And we'd like to talk about current events and kind of see how they weave into our faith, uh, things we can learn about God. Uh, just the little connection points there I find very interesting. And uh, you, Pastor Jeremy, do a really great job all the time uh, with your devotions and sermons, really connecting in just common things we experience or new things that are happening around us, current events into our time with God. So I'm looking forward to this episode. We're talking about one of your favorite things. Is it? Yeah. That is the all-electric truck, the all-electric pickup truck. I don't know if it's my favorite thing. In America. I'm very interested in seeing where this goes, though. Well, you are far ahead of me on the research on this. You've been following this for years. And I'm sure many people by now have heard of the Tesla Cybertruck. Yeah. I've been talking about it for years and years and years. Of course, still not available for sale. Nope. Uh, and since then, out of nowhere, at least to me, it was a surprise to see Ford come out with a Lightning. Yep, the Lightning. They're All taking electric. A, yep, taking that name of a vehicle they had years ago and all three, I guess the name just fits well. So today I want to talk about the big news that came out last week about another company called Rivian. I think I'm saying that right. Yep, I believe that's it. Rivian, yep. Oh, Rivian. Yeah. Excuse me. The first generation of, I guess it's a, you call it a smaller company trying to break into the market. It is. And they're ready to come out really soon and start selling an all-electric pickup truck. Yeah, they're basically in production right now and think they're going to start getting some of the uh, first ones out basically immediately. And you can even put your pre-order in right now to get one hopefully in the very beginning of this next year. So how does this Rivian pickup truck stack up against a uh, Ford F-150 or a Dodge Ram 1500? Well, they're very different vehicles, but so far in the initial tests or uh, qualifications of what this truck offers, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, first of all, maybe on the speed side, this vehicle, the Rivion that's been released, released it's called the R1T pickup. Uh, it's supposed to be able to do zero to 60 in about three seconds, maybe even a little that bit less. Yeah. Very, very fast. Well, especially for a truck. That's faster that's than fast most vehicles. Yeah. But for a truck, a yeah. pickup truck in particular, that's very, very quick. Three um, but with that, it even is able to tow uh, 11,000 pounds is what it's rated for, which is, this Way is a, this is like that. a mid-sized truck. And right. this is, a, that's, I mean, that's a lot of weight. That's I'm a thinking, lot of weight. Uh, I'm just roundabout guesting here, like a Toyota Tacoma tow maybe 6,000 pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I, I, that's, on the, that's, on the high, that's on the high side for that. Uh, yeah, most most pickups don't pull that unless they're the, the bigger vehicles that we have. So the towing capacity is amazing. Part of that too is just the power plant that's on this car. These are these are the right figures. It actually has over 800 horsepower. That's insane. And maybe on more extreme side, it has over 900 uh, pounds feet of torque, which is basically instant power that this truck is able to be able to take advantage of. When I think of power or something like that, I think of something that's getting louder, you know, big machinery, making lots of whatever, movement, momentum. Yeah, the, the American muscle car with yeah. 700 horsepower and, is a loud, oh, yeah. ear piercing 
Yeah, growl. This, this vehicle is basically completely silent. There's just nothing. There's literally no sound coming from it when it's when it's operating. It's going to be a strange experience for the first time. Yes, that's what a lot of the reviewers are saying, especially when they're doing off-road tests and stuff. And they said they're rolling the windows down to try to see the trail and they're waiting to hear the engine roar. And one guy just said, and I heard squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. It was so quiet. Birds chirping yep. and the rocks crunching in the tire. Yep. All right, so why all this talk about this about this truck then? Where are we going with this? Well, Go. so you drive a pickup truck right now. I've driven, I've had a few pickup trucks in my life too. Yeah. What would be the catalyst? What would be the turning point to make you change from your, what is normal, comfortable? Well, more than that, you like it. Yeah. You yeah. like your truck, don't oh, yeah, you? Oh yeah, very much. I like my truck and yeah. What would cause you to make that? Because it's a dramatic change when you think about uh, just the normal day-to-day -day driving, the gas, stopping to get gas once yeah. a week, changing the oil every three months or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of questions, I think, that go along with it. You know, uh, where are you going to be able to, well, for lack of a better term, fill up or recharge at? Is it only at your house? Are there charging stations that are going to be readily available? I mean, that's something that I would want. Uh, mileage, you know, what, what is it going to be able to get to? A lot of these trucks are getting rated at, you know, a little over 300 miles right now. But what if I want to go drive my parents? And my parents' house is about 360 miles mm -hmm. away, you know? And so how readily available, again, is a charger? How long does it take to be able to, to do that? Uh, part of it is, I think, cost, right? You know, how much is a vehicle like this going to end up costing not just in maintenance but even just initial cost so part of it is just you know what is the i don't know a lot of questions that we ask i think for any subject matter what is the perceived value now for me what do i get mm -hmm. out of this and it has to be something i think to win me over but then i need to i need explanation right i need to be able to do research i need to be able to think about it i need to see maybe where it succeeded and be able to kind of weigh those options then to be able to make a change it's interesting, like, so the Rivian, as this example, it's a, such an amazing piece of machinery that it's it's as fast as really the fastest sports cars you can buy. Yes, yes. And it is stronger than, you know, the payload, the towing capacity, than any normal sized regular family, whatever pickup truck you oh, can yeah. get your hands on, mm -hmm. combined into one machine, mm -hmm. but how many red-blooded American guys like me, sure. who love to hear the sound yep. of the engine roaring up a hill or when the light turns green. Give that up to have the, the performance, the more practical, I guess, side of it. I think there's gonna be a little bit of a hurdle. I know. I agree. You always have early adopters mm -hmm. and everything. They're ready for change, yeah. eager for, yep. excited about it. And then you got most of the people are just kind of on the fence. They can see the advantages, but it's not, in their comfort zone, something yep. they're used to. And then you think about the, like you, st you started talking about the practical things, like uh, how many miles will it go? How, you know, I would say 90, what, 95% of the times I get in my vehicle and go somewhere, I'm going 20, 30 yeah. miles at yeah, the most. Yeah, it's not far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's only a very rare amount of time I'm going to get in the car and end up driving 400 miles. Yeah, for the most part, that's true of most people. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think for most people, especially Americans, um, that's a big hang up, the distance. It is. That those it cars is. can get. Practically speaking, though, it's probably not 
that big of an impact on our day-to-day life. No, you're completely right. To switch to electric. That's so funny that when people think about it that way, yeah, you're completely right. And then you're talking about the big picture. What will it take for all of the cars in America? You know, there are a lot of people uh, in the country today that really want to accelerate that mm-hmm. transition from mm-hmm. gas to electric-powered vehicles. Obviously, it's a much bigger step yeah. than they yeah. know, lead, led on because you talk about all of the refineries, the gas stations uh, across the country. You need Now you need a place to plug something in. Yeah, this is a completely different subject matter expensive. than... Yeah, but you're talking about the infrastructure. Yeah, the whole, yeah. How much, how much change... Right, in the, in the infrastructure would have to take place before it would be practical for, for the family. Yeah, it would be enormous. So, change. Change. You know, this is something that's always a part of our life. And just like this issue or this one subject that may seem like it's just something random, uh, you know, it's something that's talked about a lot within scripture at the same time, too. I was trying to look at some different scripture verses today, and with change, I think, comes certain feelings, I think, for most of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to the scripture of Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Uh, very common, I think, for most of us because we've heard this verse shared with us so many times because we're always facing change. That's just that it's always in our lives. And a lot of times it shakes us up. And so this is why this is familiar to us. From the book of Philippians, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I love that that verse, that concept of just being anxious. You know, it happens in all different uh, manners for all different uh, people mm-hmm. of all different ages. You know, a child that's anxious about starting a new school, even mm-hmm. you know, in fourth grade. Uh, you know, uh, a mom that's anxious about her children and struggles that they're going through. Uh, a man who is, you know, anxious about things aren't going great at work, doesn't know how long the job is going to be there. And that's why, you know, the Lord is so specific, I think, to mention there, hey, in every situation, are you going to me in prayer with petitions and making sure you have thanksgiving in your heart? You know, present these requests to God. God, I'm I'm excited that I can come to you and actually have problems about my children because you've allowed me to have children. Mm -hmm. God, I'm excited that I can come to you today and be concerned about the status of my job because you have given me a job. And we don't always think about that, you know, when your dishwasher breaks, it's just a pain. You know, when you get a plumbing situation at the house, it's annoying. But thinking, you know what, there's a lot of people in the world that don't have running water, that don't have a dishwasher, that may not have dishes mm-hmm. to be able to use. And sometimes we just need to stop and I think be able to have this understanding uh, that only God can provide that transcends all things. And it's there that we find, I think, comfort and change in knowing who he is and what he's done for us. Yeah, that's a good connection there. I was thinking about the changes of, uh, well, to use your uh, Piggyback on your example, right? That's the the stress of changing jobs or changing schools and having the perspective instead of, wow, what a blessing it is to have a job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a blessing it is my kids go to school. Yeah. Um, so in uh, Romans chapter 12, uh, Paul talks about the change that happens in our lives as people who follow Jesus. Mm. 
And verse one, Paul says, I appeal to you therefore brothers and sisters by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now we are born, all humans are born very uh, self-centered. No, no, I mean, a, negative way, self-preservation, mm-hmm, self-centered mm-hmm. minded people. And when we become Christ's, we're going to image, you know, follow him. Uh, we're going to give up our lives. You know, it's a, and to take that step from kind of this natural world, you know, perspective of self-preservation to the step of, well, no, actually I'm here in this world. I'm not of this world anymore. I mean, I'm Christ's, you know, my home's in heaven, everything's taken care of. The only reason I'm left here in this world is to lay down my life for everyone around, put myself last. And that's a huge change that uh, Christians are always in the process of going through. Yep. And obviously it's hard. And the, the comfortable thing to do is, is to not lean into that truth. Uh, to not step out and take those risks. It's, it's to be, well, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I go to church. I'm good. And that's mm-hmm, kind of the mm-hmm. end of it. But to really follow Jesus, to really change our behaviors, uh, to change our values. Yeah. Uh, these are huge, huge. Talk about infrastructure changes. That yeah, take that's place. a good way to put it. And, and so verse two, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's such a tall order. And I know we never attain perfection in this life, uh, but that is our, that is the direction we should be walking towards Mm -hmm. uh, the perfection as, as far as being like Christ, constantly transforming constantly changing ourselves uh, to be more and more like Christ. It's so hard. Yeah, what a big word, transforming, uh, you know, completely shifting from one thing to another, right? It's a it's a big, big uh, request there. But something that's so important, like you said, of not just focusing on who we are today, but focus on this transformation that we can have in our Lord. You know, and as we keep talking about all those things that change around us, you know, that it, it, it's always there. It always exists. Something I think that I always find comfort in is the one thing that that doesn't change for us. You know, we're always talking about how many things are changing, uh, but you know, the author of Hebrews writes it so simplistically, but so perfectly. From Hebrews thirteen verse eight, uh, he writes, "You know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today." and forever, that we do have this constant in our life, that we don't have to worry about God changing his mind on us. We don't have to worry about God backing out on his promise. We don't have to worry about our Savior not being there for us. You know, the promise that Christ made to his disciples and to the people around him when he physically walked on this earth is the same promise that he has given to us and the same promise that will remain forever until our earth doesn't exist anymore. And that promise is brought to completion for everyone uh, that, you know, he came to be able to give his life for each and every one of us. 
And no matter what we're struggling with or what change we face on that day, if we really can, as the first commandment tells us to, to put God first in all things, that constant is really what drives us both in our own transformation process, but in knowing that the foundation that we have, it, it never crumbles, it never fractures, it always remains the same. That is the great uh, comfort that we have when we face this world. Again, like you said, everything in the world is always changing in our lives uh, unpredictably, uh, which causes even more anxiety. But uh, even when you know something's coming, the child's moving out of the house, the child's getting married, we're gonna have a baby, what, yeah. retirement is coming, um, yep. uh, huge changes, predictable and unpredictable. Mm. Um, yeah, we do have that uh, that love of God that never changes. And as far as our growth, our transformation into being more selfless, again, that only comes from having a solid foundation of our identity as being Christ's people, his mm -hmm. children. Uh, he's never going to change. He's never going to leave us. Uh, he's saved us. He loves us. And uh, again, we're not of this world. We're just in this ever-changing world, but mm -hmm. we're here to make a difference. And so that's where it gets, uh, think about uh, preaching, whether it's giving money. Mm -hmm. Well, that's uncomfortable. You know, don't don't mm -hmm. talk to me about mm -hmm. that. But I mean, that just that one example is such a relevant, uh, powerful way to just kind of litmus test yourself to see, am I, am I still in that old kind mm -hmm. of self-preservation mindset or mm -hmm. am I of this giving of myself for other people? Mm -hmm. um, and I say that all the time. It's not about the money. It's just, it's about your attitude yeah. towards the whole thing or serving, volunteering. Oh, yep, but I'm busy time. this how, weekend. Oh no, I just want to take this yep. day off. How are you spending that time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How are you spending uh, your gifts, not just a you know financial thing. We always think about spending, but how are we spending those other attributes that we have or those other opportunities that we have? Yeah, that's a good way to be able to go through that at the same time too. Really good. Well, I think that's a good piece, you know, to be able to look at change. And I'm sure all of our listeners, you guys see change day in and day out. I bet today, by the end of you know the next hour as you go through <laughs> this, you will see some type of change that occurs around you. Maybe for some of us large, maybe for some of us just small. But Pastor Mark and I hope that maybe through those changes of experience that you have in the world, you will think of two things today. Number one, uh, what are the changes God is calling me to make by His Spirit living in my life? What are the things that I can do to be able to transform because God has allowed this to become more like my Savior, to be able to honor Him? And then number two, remember that passage from Hebrews, that even in all of this change, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, amen. Perfect. Again, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate uh, this time. We share this podcast with people who are around you. Uh, maybe you got a guy down the street that's really into vehicles and you think, hey, maybe he can uh, uh, listen to this and maybe you'll have to shoot Pastor Mark and I some pointer or something we don't know or something we messed up on, but maybe at the same time you can hear something uh, about change in the world. Again, thank you for your time today, and we will uh, catch up with you on our next uh, edition of our podcast. Thanks for joining us.